thing to make us stand out in a big way in our own hearts. 100%. Like, shit's pointless. Like, nothing really matters, so why not make something matter to you? Although, you you know what does matter, though? This podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. Uh, Today, I am your Grandmaster Segway Haver, uh, Brendan. I'm, I'm hosting this, right? No, it's me. No, I'm kidding. It's you. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I remember earlier I talked about questions and then I was like, wait, am I even hosting? Um, that's why you asked me if it was okay if we switched. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I'm your host, Brendan, Mr. Fantastic. And with us, as always, is... Hmm, who am I starting with? He's the spooky one. He's the paranormal activity of the Ruminations Radio Network. He's Danny Phantom. He's, I said the paranormal activity. It's the ghost. It's Ian with two E's. How you doing, Ian? I love Danny Phantom, but we're throwing that, we're throwing that away. My name's not okay, Danny. Uh, okay, uh, I'll take back the Danny Phantom and I'll throw in the crispy Comer. <laughs> it's the creamer. I oh, Chris, <laughs> God damn it. The crispy creamer. creamer. The crispy creamer. The crispy creamer. It's, yeah. No, it's funny that you messed that up. Because it's like a double entendre, you know? Yeah. Crispy comer. Wow. Crispy okay. Creamer. Um, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Mm-hmm. Growing out the hair. We already went over that. Um, I really like that look it. on you. Oh, um, yeah. I feel yeah. like a skater boy. And yeah, and I said, see you later, boy. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, yeah. I'm digging it. I'm digging it right now. Yeah. yeah. About to get some, uh, some uh, doodle bops and some. Uh, you you know, got to some... get a puka necklace. Yeah, puka necklace for yeah. sure. Um, Dunkaroos. Going to get some of that. Going to load up my Clip It. You know, the little, the little thing that had the one song and you put it in your earbuds and good stuff. Um, Here's the part where I tune them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're done with that. Um, also with us is the slick black Cadillac. He writes with a number two pencil, and he's number one in all of our hearts. It's Kyle with a K. How you doing, Kyle? I'm doing good. I listened to the last episode that was posted. I think it was the... Um, what was it? What was the last one that we posted? I don't even know. Wicked City. But, Wicked City, that's right. And... I was listening to myself talk for like five seconds in the intro, and I was like, I can't listen to myself anymore. So I turned this, uh, or I turned the episode off. I can't, I told myself that I can't have three cups of coffee before I get on an episode because I'm just wired and I'm crazy. And then I'm sitting here drinking another cup of coffee. So I'm going to try to tone down the energy because I was, uh, I was all over the place, but I'm doing good. Um, feeling great. I did my uh, two mile jog before this. Mm, fancy. Yeah, so on, on, is that a new, is that a new treadmill? Uh, newish. Oh, newish. Yeah, I've had it for like a couple months, but gotcha. um, feeling good. Feeling like energized, natural energy flowing through me. Had a bomb breakfast. Um, got my second cup of coffee going. Got a. New game to add to my collection uh, today, which I'm very excited about. Um, Ian will be very um, interested in this game that I'm adding. I'm starting to collect for the Wii, I think. Mm. I, I skipped the Wii, so I never played anything on the Wii. So I'm going to dive in hard. That is my next console I will be collecting for. And the first game, the first game to start it, is uh, a very interesting one. And uh, I'll post it in the Discord later. If you guys want to check it out, join our Discord. It's in the Twitter link bio thing. Just we just had a new there. person join today. We had two new people join in the two. last uh, couple days. So, um, yeah, no, I'm excited to add this game to my collection. But other than that... Are you um, going to say what the, the title is? Gonna say, no, 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 I'm not. And um, you I'm tell one, me it's uh, Radiant Dawn, I'm going to be... <laughs> You know, <laughs> um, it's not ready to I'll tell you that it's okay. not ready, but um, I do want to get that eventually. Um, but no, I'm I'm gonna watch uh, the two towers today. Continue my Lord of the Rings journey, so I'm excited for that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this movie. Brennan, fancy. So, uh, uh, nothing much. Been playing some some GOW Ragnarok. Been playing some Callisto Protocol. 
Okay. Which I, I think you probably want me to hold my thoughts on that one, right? Yeah. Hold, I mean, talk to me about Ragnarok. Because Callisto will talk about it. Like, I don't really want to talk about Ragnarok. Um, is it as good as everybody says it is? It's is fun. It- it's one of those games where after playing for about four or five hours, I'm ready to stop playing. But then after about an hour, I'm kind of like, shit, I really want to get right back into that. Mm, yeah. Um, that's actually very accurate to how I felt. It like it carries itself too long, but then when you get to certain story beats and moments, mm-hmm. it, it kind of pulls you back in a little bit. But and I I've never been very good at games like God of War or games like especially games like you know Elden Ring and things like that. Um, so I there's a bit of a difficulty curve for me when it comes to like some of these boss battles where you have to memorize patterns. Um, you have to remember, you know, parry at certain points, uh, use specific uh, specific types of attacks with specific weapons to inflict certain amounts of damage that will help you in the long run. So that there's definitely a learning curve for me when it comes to that. Uh, but I, it's still overall very enjoyable. At this point, I, I'm... 18 hours in, 32%, and I'd probably have to give it so far a 7 out of 10. Yeah, that's Oof. fair. I think that Ghost of Tsushima, which is the PS4's best game, in my opinion, um, I think that one changes, or like I think that one does the combat way more elegantly and smoothly with this, like the stance change. Like You have mm-hmm. to defeat certain enemies with certain stances. Like You'll have a stance for breaking enemies with shields you'll have stances for fighting guys with like pole arms or long weapons and then you have just like your katana on katana fights ghost of Tsushima, you should play that next dude and especially because okay. you have been playing infamous second son which is their game prior to ghost of Tsushima, and which i will not be platinuming yeah well it's you pretty don't like easy it why what's going on i infamous has gotten to a point where it's not fun anymore I, I think, powers or? Uh, yeah, I've, uh, the, the last power that I got was the, the TV static yeah. one and it's just so it, it's underwhelming. And I, I like that you can switch between which powers you use, but it's just, it, it's, it lost. If it was just the first part of the map before you go down to the second part and they just made that part a little bit bigger, I feel like once you cross the bridge the game just stopped becoming fun for me okay um, well, that's that's kind of so. like a, a i think that was birthed from far cry like there's always like a main island and then a separate island yeah and like far yeah, cry yeah. 3 started that and then ghost mm-hmm. of tsushima adopted that because ghost of tsushima does the same thing there's a first island a second island and far and cry first 5 island, second island does it as well yeah, yeah. I, I think far cry because I haven't played, obviously, Ghost of Tsushima yet, so I don't know. Um, but in Far Cry 5, they use it as, obviously, the tutorial island. Yeah. Um, and it's Whereas in Infamous Second Son, you spend, I'd say, maybe if you want to uh, 0% or 100% the entire island, you're going to spend about six or seven hours on it. And at that point, you've become a you become accustomed to that side of the map and then you go to the other half and there's like these weird rock formations and you have to use the 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 neon power just to be able to do anything or get Dude, anywhere that gets so much fun on that second island to me though i don't ah, know see, it gets I, crazy but to, yeah you know te- I, i'm teachers, I, are, teachers i'm are. gonna i'm gonna finish the main playthrough sure um but then i'm not gonna go back to do the the evil karma run yeah, I think it's worth at least experiencing the story to completion. Mm-hmm. But platinuming, it's a whole nother thing. Because you got to go through as like an evil side and it's mm-hmm. like a whole nother playthrough. And, yeah. Um, it's easy. It's just time consuming. Yeah. So, Ian, we didn't get a wreck from you. Oh, um, I'm almost done with the Showa era Godzilla movies. Um, they're super fun. I, I really, really am enjoying all of these movies. I've seen 17 Godzilla movies uh, so far. So I have, uh, I think... 19 or 20 left um and uh it's very enjoyable very very enjoyable destroy all monsters has been my favorite so far from 1968 that is uh that was such a banger i can't um, believe they ripped the name off of that movie from a video game destroy all monsters 
destroy all your things. <laughs> no, there's a game called Destroy All Monsters on PS2, actually. And oh. it's a kaiju fighting game. And it's oh. fucking really fun. Really fun. Highly recommend it if you ever go back and play an old ass game, I guess. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, but today, we're not talking about that stuff. We are hopping back into 2007 which we've done a few films from from that era. Uh, I believe the the last film we did was from 2007, right? Sure. What was the last movie? Nobody Blade. Does. No, Blade was 1998. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Anyways, but today we are talking about the 2007 French film Inside. Can I get the the Fear Facts thing? Fear Facts. Inside is the first feature film from writer, di- writer, and di- writer directors Alexandre Bustillo and Julian Murray. The two met through a mutual friend and immediately shared previous uh, shorts that they had done together, thus cementing their friendship. Their, in- their, uh, their conception of Inside came with a wanting to flip the cliches of the horror genre. Rather than a man chasing a young woman, they decided to put a female as the antagonist. While they may not have been the first to do so, it definitely adds a whole new layer to this film. Eventually, Inside uh, was conceived and given a 1.7 million euro budget, only gaining back a paltry $530,000. While not financially successful, Inside received extreme critical praise with Bloody Disgusting's Brad Miska giving it a 5 out of 5, saying, quote, This is quite possibly the most violent, realistic, and bloody slasher films ever assembled. Ending on such a gut-wrenching note that there's not a single person who could walk out of that theater feeling normal, end quote. I felt normal, but go ahead. Yeah. Um. Um, the main standout of this film that separates it from the new French extremity movement, the other films of the new French extremity movement, is the audaciously brilliant CGI baby adding even another level of visceral terror to a film like this. While part of the new French extremity movement, Inside is lauded as the most grounded of them all. Bustillo and Murray would continue their careers together with violent and divisive films like Among the Living, 2017's Leatherface, the 2021 film The Deep House, and even one of our favorites, X is for Xylophone from ABC's A Death 2. Oh, that's the this, same girl too, huh? Yeah. Is it? Oh, oh the it girl is. that plays La Femme? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, like Babysitter or whatever. Yeah, that's her. Is. That's her. I didn't, I didn't even put that together. I just didn't know. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Uh, so let's jump. I get it out of my head the entire time. <laughs> it, well, now that now that you say that, that's all I can picture. Uh, so let's uh, since I already know what Ian thinks of this film, even though I kind of know what Kyle I, thinks of it. I thought that's why you would go with Ian first, because we already kind of know. Okay, Ian. Uh, initial thoughts. Um, where'd you watch it? Oh, fuck, I don't even remember where I watched it. Um, and would you edit? to your collection and also i'm gonna add in addition to that what do you think of the cover of this movie and i'm talking about not the cover of Mm. their two faces the the belly cover there's a belly cover the belly cover oh i think i i've seen that one okay i think i've seen that one um i'll go with that first um it Mm. is intriguing it's very intriguing um this was on my radar for quite a while discovering the whole french extremity movement and genre um and I, it got a lot of praise and like the discords and forums that i was uh you know reaching out to people and asking um actually uh my highest uh liked and most commented reddit post is of french horror i asked um people to recommend me french horror and that was a big one that a lot of people recommended um the movie cover looks it's good it's very intriguing and uh, i think they did a really good job with that one um the one with the two faces mid yeah not so much yeah um i watched this on a little website called t-u-b-i that's tubi for you illiterate friends um kyle (laughs) why did you watch it on tubi because it's free it's on shutter it's on shutter no, it's yeah. not. 
Yes, it is. is I it? watched it on Shutter. Oh Jesus I Christ! On Shutter. Oh, I originally Jesus watched Christ. it on Shutter, but I thought it went away because uh, when I looked on the app on Letterbox, it told me to be and didn't say that. Yeah, same. Uh, it didn't have Shutter listed said, anywhere. It said Shutter listed on mine. Yeah, well. Anyway, continue. Strikes again. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's two bets on Tubi, but uh, uh, don't like this movie. I think the writing is horrendous. I think I hate these two directors. I hate the writing style. Fuck these guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 totally semi kidding. Um, I like it. Not to that extent, but I really just don't like the writing whatsoever in this movie. I think it's. It, it, this idea has a lot of potential and I think if it was done by someone else, it would be a really good movie. But the way it is right now, I just can't get behind it. There are so many decisions that all of these dumb characters make that okay, just sa- save throw that, it. Save that. No, 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 Just go. Just go really quick. Just go off real quick. Just keep, continue your thought. Yeah, no, there's just that that was okay, pretty much okay. it. I mean, there's it, there's a lot of mistakes that these guys make and it um it really throws the movie off for me and but I will say there is some things I do like about this movie. It is not a total shitter in my eyes. Um and I would add this DVD to my collection. Yeah. Nice. Kyle you hate it, but you would add it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. No, he he's he. You said it's not a shitter, so I think it's that, not a total shitter. Yeah, it's not a total shitter. Okay. Well, um, also, I, um, Ian, uh, real, real quick, Ian, yeah, I did yeah. ask you. Um, I don't. I'm. I'm not sure if your answer in the Discord was serious or not. But for the since we're back in the new French extremity um, world, uh, oh, listeners, do we want to wait on that one? Do we want to wait on that one until afterthoughts? Um, okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. So we can get everyone's. Yeah, yeah. Let's just yeah. let's just roll it, dude. Let's just let it loose. Yeah, Ian. Ian's innocent um, to disturbing, dude. Ian's talk to us. Disturbometer. This one gets a. I'm gonna be generous. I'm gonna I'm gonna be generous. I'm gonna give it a six. I'm gonna give it a six okay. out of ten. I think that's fair. It does have mm-hmm. a lot of um, disturbing factors going on, especially with the whole. <laughs> gore um and the ending which is um something i didn't see in the shutter uh edition but i did see it uh on tubi i don't know why maybe i Wait. just saw a different cut the first time so oh, whole, oh that's right you said you had previously watched so it on shutter. i'm sorry but yeah pun intended um was not in the original version that i saw and you know, I, I will say the one thing I appreciate about Tubi is how they're not afraid to put unrated cuts oh, yeah. on there. I feel like a lot of streaming services really shy away from that to try and have this like somewhat family friendly aura to them. But I appreciate, even if I hate Tubi, I appreciate the lengths that they go to to show the full director's not cut, but like. Like the way the film was intended to be viewed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the best movie experience. Especially with all the ads, too. Like, you would never think that there would be, like, (laughs) some girl's belly getting cut, and they'd be like, buy Clorox White, (laughs) then two for five. And you're like, Jarena Puppy Chow. (laughs) Why those, you know, sponsors would want to be, like, pampers, you know? know? Um, Oh. (laughs) Yeah, it's... I'm going to go on the record here and just say that I've never seen a French horror film that I didn't like. Okay. Now that I could think of right now. If, if, but I hated this one. <laughs> that being said, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie from start to finish. Uh, I had a good time watching it. I was highly entertained. Um, Were you high? Lee entertained. I was not <laughs> highly entertained, but I was highly entertained. And um, yeah, it was the perfect length. Um, it had a perfect pacing of what was going on. I agree with Ian. Some very dumb decisions. I'm just going to throw one out right now, just because I'm talking. And you guys have to listen. Um, when the killer is approaching her at the window and she socks the window. Starts taking a bunch of pictures, calls the cops and just walks upstairs and starts 
getting her photos developed. Like not thinking like the chicks outside my house while I wait for the cops, I'm going to be on like defense mode. She just walks upstairs and starts to develop her camera pictures and like, what is the killer doing? She just walks away. Like she doesn't even know. I would be like on defense mode at that point. This bitch just socked my window and I'm going to take a break from guarding myself to go develop some pictures. Like, okay. But anyway, um, I thought this film was entertaining. I thought it was fun. Um, there was definitely some um, inconsistencies in like uh, continuity between scenes. Uh, for example, uh, when the cop was at the uh, bathroom door and she walks to the side and puts the gun to his temple and goes to fire and the bullet comes from the back of his head and exits mm-hmm. through the front. Don't really know how that makes sense. Um, but there's little continuity things like that that just are kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the film. I was uh, talking to myself like a crazy person and, and shouting at the TV. Um, I, I love when horror films make me do that and make me invested in each scene, even if it's kind of ridiculous. Um, I had fun with myself just watching this film and I always love when horror movies can do that. Um, I, I like when they can be enjoyable when you don't need a group of people to do it with you. Um, would I add this to my collection? Yeah, I would. And uh, as far as the disturbing scale, I'm pretty uh, desensitized to a lot of shit. I'm going to go up on Ian's rating, though. I'm going to give it at least a seven. I mean, because it... Okay, I'm I'm still going off on a tangent here. So, Brendan, bear with me. We're going to get to your thoughts in just a second. But the the baby CGI Death Stranding baby thing was fucking <laughs> atrocious, and I hated it more than anything. That was probably my biggest detractor from this film is that cutaway to the baby. But everything else that was, like, practical looking was solid. And uh, it was pretty fucking gruesome. And to Ian's point, um, it wasn't just the gore, but it was the situation that was happening with the gore. Like, um, you know, we'll get more to it. I'm going to stop because I'm, I just keep talking. But I would add it to my collection and I watched it on Shutter. How do you feel about the uh, poster? Um, I think the, the, the belly one is fine, I guess. Um, and uh, the, I, I actually like the, the face one more than, than you guys. Um, unfortunately, I watched this on Tubi because I did not know that it was on Shutter, so I feel uh, pretty upset about that. Uh, the the poster I would love an oil like a framed oil painting of the belly poster. I just think it's so cool and visceral. It I remember. I'll take you guys back, Kyle. You'll you'll probably be able to appreciate this a little more. Um. When you were younger, there were the movies in Blockbuster that you weren't really allowed to rent. Like, or I, I don't know, but I don't know if you had a similar thing. But there were my mom was and stepdad were pretty cool when it came to letting us rent movies or video games from Blockbuster. But uh, from what I remember, because of the cover of Inside the the belly one. Uh, that was a no-go from from my parents. So this is a film that has always felt off-limits to me for some reason, and I've never act. This is my first time watching it. Uh, so there's there's somewhat of a nostalgia for this film that I had, and uh, you know, two thousand seven year old Brendan hyped this film up so much from just the cover alone. Uh, that it really lived up to the hype for me. I was really impressed. Um, I, I really like a lot of the things that these filmmakers do, like Deep House, I thought was was an incredible film. I don't know if you guys saw that it's all underwater. Um, it's really cool. But I, in you guys both, the thing that you guys both hated the most is what I love the most, and that's the the baby cutaway. I didn't mention the baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was um, it's I have an aversion to seeing pregnant people in horror films. Like uh, I don't know if you guys remember in I think Saw four or five when the 
the dude opens the door on Jill Tuck and it, it has her have the miscarriage. I don't ever know what it's going to feel like to have a baby, but I can feel that scene every time I see it. And so I just have created this aversion to seeing pregnant people in horror films because you know something's always going to go bad. And you never forget that she's pregnant throughout the film, but those specific cutaways, I just think it, I think I said this in my, in my opening facts. Um, it adds a whole level of like visceralness, viscerality to the film that I think a lot of films in the new French extremity didn't really have. And uh, I'm going to end this by saying that's kind of why I picked uh, Brad Miska's quote out of everything, because he's one of the most um, appreciated names in horror curation. And I think when he said the most violent, realistic and bloody slasher, I wouldn't say ever assembled, but I would say one of the most violent, realistic and bloody slashers. Um, I just think that that's the best way to describe the film and that's how I wanted to say it. So reading his quote, I'm just going to mirror what, what he said. I think that this film is fantastic. There's a, there's a few issues, but I think it's more interesting than... I think it has way more pros than cons. I agree. Um, so so let's, let's kind of... Like I said, I kind of wanted to make this a discussion. And Kyle, I kind of want to kick this off to you first because you said in your mind uh there hasn't really been a french film uh that you have disliked so we've we watched quite a few new french extremity films uh for this or did we we did martyrs um there was another there was a another french one that i'm i meant to look it up but i'm blanking but so you've at least seen two new french extremity films Mm. uh I, I kind of want to go into the idea of New French Extremity started as um, kind of an anti-conservative movement. It's stepping away from the far-right policies that that France was going through, Italy was going through, we were going through at that time. Um, so this film is a lot less political, I think, than a lot of the films of this subgen- of this subgenre. But there's still a very heavy political element to this film, Kyle. Do you guys have any information on like the riots that were happening and if that was like um like a true to life thing that was going on at that time? Uh, so uh from I, I meant to go back and listen to the Martyrs episode because I know at the beginning I, I went really heavy into new French extremity stuff, but if there were riots, but it was just a lot of political unrest, kind of like what we in America experienced um with the whole uh in like 2014-15 with the the Bernie's the Bernie fans coming up and the Elizabeth Warren fans realizing that that shit isn't right. So we obviously, you know, we had riots then as well. So I think it was kind of it was a, a xenophobic anti-immigrant time over there, which is why we get that opening thing about the riots because of the the immigrants that had committed that specific crime. Kyle. Kyle's moving on. <laughs> I didn't know I was asking a question. Ian, did you have anything to go on that? Oh, was that it? The whole riot thing? The political riot thing? With riots? Yeah, because I, I was curious if it was like an actual, like, it doesn't state what year this movie takes place in. I'm assuming 2007 or 2006, maybe when it was made. So I, I meant to look to see if there was like actually shit like that going on during that time frame. Because if so, I, then it makes it like a backdrop to the whole movie, which almost makes it like a period piece in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think this movie works on many levels. I think it's like it could be a period piece if that shit is true. It's obviously french extremity it could even be like home invasion film it could be like um it could even be like kind of torture pornish i mean depending on how you look at it with certain scenes and uh yeah i don't know i just have i was have curious you, about that have you seen ian i know you have kyle have you seen frontiers so, i've heard about it but um frontiers Actually, so I'm kind of going to go back on what I just said. Frontiers was specifically based off of uh, the the riots that were happening. I believe it was in definitely in France and I think also in Italy. So Frontiers was a direct response 
to political riots. Mm-hmm. So I I would say that yes, at the time riots were were very um uh prevalent. I was just about to say that. So I think it, I think that could make it a, a period piece. Um I think that kind of makes them all period pieces then, right? Except martyrs. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so that you you kind of answered the the question um that i was trying to to lead us towards but uh this doesn't feel very political commentary but i think that it gets the point across that it's that it's trying to make that the times were tumultuous and that's why the one guy that they arrest um they arrested him for making Molotov cocktails. Oh, is that what he was arrested for? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. I think, cause I think he says, yeah, I don't even sure, know how to make uh, Molotov cocktails. Okay. So I like definitely that. got a feeling. And I mean, like, like movies around this time, like they, like the French, whole French Germany, like, as you said, they, there was a lot of p- politics in their, in their films. I didn't get any message from this movie i thought it was just a revenge story i definitely felt something going on there but i couldn't find anything that was reaching out to me in any way but that makes a that makes more sense that that dude was arrested for riots and then they did the whole thing in the beginning so so there's um there's an interesting killer reveal that i think I, I mean, I, I I would probably wager that the three of us figured out what the plot twist was going to be of who La Femme was. Um, it's 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 pretty black and white, I think. Um, but a lot of the films of the uh, new French extremity, uh, they didn't really have kind of plot twists to them. It was just kind of a setup. I you could kind of say that Martyrs had a bit of a plot twist, but I I think in the way that you guys. Uh, the way that I'm saying it, I think you guys understand. So I just kind of want to talk, uh, Kyle I'll, or Ian, I'll kick it to you first. Um, the idea of La Femme being an imperfect mother, she smokes cigarettes, she's violent, she's deceitful. Um, I just kind of want to talk about her as an antagonist. And uh, did you have any uh, any any thoughts on her? Um, yeah, it was hard to like both um, the antagonist and protagonist in this movie for me. Um, couldn't really get behind the the main, the female lead. Um, she seemed very stubborn, and at times it kind of, I guess it made sense that she was going through some kind of hormone hormonal things because she was pregnant. I mean, and like I, I think her water broke as the um, events were happening. Right? Was that what that was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it was it was a lot of inconsistency there, and. I guess it does make sense, but like, I don't know, I just couldn't get behind it. Um, the main antagonist, she was, her motives could have been better executed. Um, I think if you're just going to take the kid, I get why she would want uh, like revenge. Just get back at her and take the kid. I get that. But, um, and I get she's a crazy bitch. No, everything makes sense. But for me, it just didn't it just didn't uh, just didn't line up perfectly like I wanted it to, I guess. I think you made an interesting point where you were pointing out the flaws of the antagonist. Where on one side it's showing like a woman who I mean, how many times have you thought about like there's so many people in the world that just shouldn't have kids and they yeah. have kids and they grow up to be pieces of shit because those people are pieces of shit. Yeah. And then you got the other side of the coin, essentially like a hero in quotes or an antagonist that doesn't really want a kid it seems like it kind of seems like she doesn't want a kid in a lot of ways and that she's almost angry for having the kid almost like a pre-postpartum depression kind of thing that's going on with her but yet she has her whole life together she's a photographer she's an artist she has a nice house she was married um this other woman she says a comment the antagonist says to the to the woman like what what sane person would want to fuck a psycho like you or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, did she even have the man in her life that that knocked her up? Was she like completely alone? Was she so desperate and just a shitty person that her only way of like 
feeling whole again was to have this baby, have this this thing in her life that was taken from her. It was like her last, who knows her her story before the crash, right? So, but it, she's obviously fucked up enough to become a killer, right? So, um, that that's an interesting point for you to call out her flaws. I think that's something I didn't think about um, while watching it. Um, but, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> Uh, what do you think about the antagonist? More, more or less, yeah. How do you feel about oh. um, La Femme? Uh, the at the the he, like the heroine, the the antagonist. Uh, she was the antagonist. Antagonist is the bad person. Oh, antagonist. Sorry. So yeah, that's that's what I thought of the antagonist. Um, she was, um, she was ruthless. Um, she, I mean, we didn't really know a lot about her, right? So like all the stuff that I just talked about was kind of the the things that you could speculate, but I think that I will say that the shot at the end with the red light and her sitting in the chair with the baby is one of the coolest shots to an ending I've ever seen in a film. I'm not even being hyperbolic. Like, I think it was really cool to end the movie that way. And, uh, like, I'm glad I didn't show the cops like busting in and shooting her and like arresting her. I just thought it was very like fucking depressing and it looked really, really cool. But I thought she was, uh, I thought she was fine. Yeah. Uh, so one thing, uh, obviously, that uh, New French Extremity is known for is its violence. It's it's straight up gore, uh, viscera, anger um, behind the violence. I don't think that this is the most. This is definitely not the most violent, bloodiest of. I mean, fucking martyrs. They completely skin a goddamn woman. Um. And then there's there's that thirty minute scene of her just getting the shit beat out of her in that cell. <laughs> the whole um, thirty minute yeah. session of her just getting fucking beat to a pulp for no reason. I think a debate can be made that this movie is more graphic than Martyrs, though. You think so? Yeah, um, totally. Take out the skin scene, and and you're not seeing her getting skin. You're seeing a prosthetic suit. At but the there's end. but the skin scene. There's still like there's, the sort of imaginary creature. Or no, even the yeah, there's the imaginary creature and there's the person who's locked up in the beginning mm-hmm. and like the whole like man- mask on her and they that, take it uh, off yes. and it's all like slimy Rips, yeah. and mm-hmm. she like is hacking at her wrist with a knife and like... That, that is, that's the most visceral shot from... It's visceral. From that. It's, vis- it's visceral. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the attention to details with the practicals in inside is spectacular and I think practically uh inside out of all the the films of this subgenre i've seen inside is to be my favorite ian yeah i thought um orgies of Edo was like the apex of so of a, like a horror k section you know that was amazing you know katana cutting, cutting, yeah the katana c-section um but this one was pretty brutal and I can only imagine being in her place while someone's like reaching in her stomach and Ugh. pulling another life out of her. That is insane to me. Yeah, that's what happens in a C-section. But, uh, <laughs> but mean, the woman usually that happens lives. literally every day. The woman usually <laughs> lives though. But right, right, right. It, yeah, lives, it's, you know, it's not and the shot the at the end of like the panning up the staircase and just seeing her like mm-hmm. all of her guts, guts and- exposed and yeah come on martyrs martyrs who is is what i have to say (laughs) (laughs) oh shit um so you got you guys had some some problems with the the writing i i necessarily i i didn't i thought that i i for me the photo developing scene made sense uh it, it did it didn't make sense but i i was able to personally justify it um so if someone's breaking into your house Brennan. Someone You're is nine months fucking legit, pregnant. Legit. Okay. What are you going to do? Reason. Even what are going to do? Okay, hold on. Ian, go ahead. Remember that. She's nine months pregnant. But she still has the energy at the end of the movie after she's done all that bullshit of not fighting. And of course, when she's like at her most like defeated point in the movie, she's like, I'm going to fight back now. Even though all these cops were in my house, they were all healthy and willing to help kill this one person. And I could have joined in with them, but I didn't. I just went to go take a nap in my bed while everyone was getting killed. Um, what was the point with that? 
What, what have, was... have you ever seen videos of mothers lifting cars off of their children? Yeah. Adrenaline. No, I, get, I get the whole really adrenaline thing. Also, what was the point of her like doing the, what is that? Uh, it's so oh, the, the, the tracheotomy the blood yeah. was the like the blood was blocking the airflow from her yeah. her, tra- her trachea i think yeah. so okay it, okay but then she plugged it up at the end yeah that's to that's so that the blood stops flowing out Gosh. there there it's it's when la femme hits her with the toaster the it toaster. create it creates like i would assume either not not a blood clot but it creates a blockage within her esophagus so when she takes the chopstick and she's just getting the excess blood out yeah yeah she she gets the whole yep just like that oh oh god oh god oh god oh god um and yeah and then the the wrapping it up with tape is you're you're supposed to i thought she got her i thought she got her airway like blocked and she was doing like is it tracheotomy yeah okay i thought she was doing that but then she covered it up i was like what the fuck yeah to stop the blood from coming out uh okay Gotcha. So she was the way you're the way you're supposed to do it is like how Peter Strom does it in Saul. Yeah, you just do the 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 straw and you just and then the pen the pen tube straight to the neck. I will never forget that scene. That is visceral. It's visceral. It's the word of the day. (laughs) Um. So I, I didn't uh, really have a problem with the writing as much as Ian did. There was just few outliers. Yeah. Uh, the whole laying in the bed thing, at that point, they're going for a tone, obviously, with this movie. And that was just the next... Like, that was a tonal piece, that whole scene. That wasn't something that would have necessarily, like, it may happen, it may not have. But that was obviously something that was just like, she is done. Like, yeah. she has lost it. She is in final energy consumption before, like, she has to make a final stand against this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, God knows what was going through her head. But I think that was more of, like, a tonal scene than was to make, like, literal sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was more just the individual choices. Like, just like I mentioned earlier, the... Like, if somebody was outside of my window trying to break in in that moment, I would not leave that room to go into a room where I they could be trying to break into the house still, and I, had, I would have had no idea because I'm in, like, a dark room trying to develop film while some lady's breaking into my house. Like, I would be on guard, you know? Like, little stuff like that just didn't make sense. But um, uh, as far as, like, the twist, we'll, we'll, I'll talk about that because I didn't really get to cover that, and that's part yeah, of the writing, I guess, that we could say. Um. I called it about three-fourths of the way in just because I was, like, thinking to myself, like, why is this woman getting all crazy? I was like, it had to have been something with the other driver. Like, that that's what I started to speculate, and turns out I was right. But um, I, I didn't really think of it as a twist. Is that weird? Like, because it made sense. I, yeah, yeah. I probably yeah. shouldn't have called it a twist. Well, no, but... It, I guess it is a twist, right? Because it it's like an unveiling of the reason, like the motives behind the killer. But like it, 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 it was so like not obvious, but like mm-hmm. it made so much sense as like a, uh, like a motive for a killer to have in a, like a movie like this that I didn't really think of it as like a, a big shamalaman. You know what I mean? Like it, it didn't come off that way to me, but um, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, so before we get into final thoughts, um, we, yeah. Um, can we talk? And you know, and it's, it's, no, it's, what is it? What is it? It's the, the zombie cop. I had, I had to mention it. Was, it. Oh yeah. Why, yeah. Let's talk about it. I just wanted to know why there was a lot. I just, I just questioned this entire movie. He, he's All he's the, not a, he's not a zombie. He's not obviously a zombie. he's not a zombie, but a zombie. he, he got shot in the head with the riot gun. Yeah. He was very fucked up, confused, yeah. in the dark. The antagonist, because I, the protagonist, <laughs> I'll get it right one of these days, guys. The protagonist approaches him. Obviously, he thinks it's the woman who just fucked mm-hmm. him up. So he takes a swing at her, which, by the way, that, that was brutal. That was one of the most brutal parts, and it wasn't even gory. Just like the, it, like it, the it, blunt it, object on that belly. And, and like, I from- felt that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like the whole scream, the the whole uh, Saul miscarriage scene, like that scene where it's just a straight shot to her stomach. You can feel it. 
yeah, that scene with the zombie cop was a very similar, like that was a, like a parallel moment of like the girl in um, the descent that's in fighting those people the whole time. And then the girl comes behind her and he, she just like swings at her and stabs her friend. Like that was like, like an in the moment kind of thing. Um, but yeah. I, I think they could have set up the, if you know what a riot gun is, seeing it makes sense. If you're not familiar with what a riot gun is, I think that that idea, they, they should have set up what the gun does better. Yeah. Yeah. Because when they handed that, I was, keep in mind, I'm completely by myself while watching this movie. When he handed the that gun, I was like, did he just hand him a grenade launcher? <laughs> like, I thought it was, it's shaped like a grenade launcher. I thought he was yeah. like, dude, this lady's going to get blown away. And then I was like, oh, it's a riot gun. Okay. Yeah. I thought I was about to get like fucking expendable status up in here, dude. But sorry. Oh, shit. I digress. Um, yeah, uh, be, before we get into final thoughts, uh, I just want to get from each of us your favorite um, uh, practical effect or your, your favorite shot that includes um, a stab or, or a killing or whatever. Because okay. every, everything is done practically and so fucking well. Not everything. There's a lot that's not practical. Like what? Like even the the when she's bashing on the uh, the window. Like that was that wasn't practical. Practical violence. Practical violence. Ian, we're gonna start with you on this one. I'm gonna go with uh, this the S section, scissors C section. Uh, we got K was, sections. We got S sections. K sections. A. S sections. We need an ass section. Um, <laughs> it's it's gory and it's disgusting and it is um, disturbing uh, emotionally, mentally, physically, and um, it is probably the best part of the movie, in my opinion. Um, really liked it. I really liked the shot. Um, I think Kyle mentioned it with the, when it's leading up the stairs and you see all the blood and the, the ooey parts that isn't even blood, uh, and just the corpse with the stomach open, the guts are falling out and our yeah. heads are falling off. Heads <laughs> are falling off. Um, yeah, it's a great, uh, it's a great scene. Kyle. I feel like Ian's heavily holding back with how he feels about a lot of this movie. So yeah. I'll just go out and say that um, I do feel that a lot of the CG stuff is really bad looking. Um, the, in particular, there's some kills that like interchange CG with practical, like in the middle of the killings, which is kind of like it kind of disappointed me is the word I would say. Um, because some of it looks so cool and then they'll flash to like CG blood splatter or they'll uh, CG like skin tearing or CG baby, you know what I mean? So um, yeah, it was a lot of like bad placed CG where it's not so much that I had a problem with the way it looked, but also of where it was placed um, in the killings, which was kind of uh, a big detractor for me. But um, I really liked the kill of the boss i thought that whole the whole buildup was really cool and the kill up the staircase as he's crawling away and i love when she uh digs the scissors into his neck and like pulls right and the blood splatter like flashes right on the uh, like on the wall i thought that looked really cool that was probably my favorite um kill moment for sure uh I think I would have uh, ob the obvious answer is definitely the the scissor section that is Not the most me. intense. Um, but uh, I I think my favorite has to be when she's uh, she gets the hole in the bathroom door and she reaches her hand out. Oh yeah! And Lafemme takes the glass shard and uh, uh, stabs her in the hand, and it sticks through the wall. That's the scissors. The scissors. Okay, sorry, scissors. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I had glass shards for something else. Um, but yeah, that, and then the cop has to come up later and and rip it out. I just think that looks. Uh, I think that looks great. So hell yeah! All right, I think it is time for us to get into our final thoughts. Ian, I'll start with you. 
Sometimes I'm meant to be a good, sometimes I'm meant to be a shit. Um, this movie, um, I can understand a lot of it once I really just dig deeper. But um, as like a turning off my brain and just going through a, a gore fest, it just doesn't do it for me. But I am gonna, I'm gonna. This is a, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. You guys need I, to start speaking your goddamn minds. I don't dude. remember. I don't because I want I want to get up it. for your own opinions. You know what I mean? I like, want to be nice. And why? Give it why a, be nice? A Hold D. on. Well, I want to be why nice are you ever nice? Because why be nice? Be honest. Be true to yourself. I want to be nice because you know I this film <laughs> was made by a person who wanted to make this film. Okay, and well then you know that's what? any movie. I like then. filmmakers. That's any movie, then. I, exactly, and I like filmmakers, and I don't want to shit on them. And um, but this one just wasn't for me. Okay, and I'm gonna give it a two and a half. No hearts. Oh, so you've upped your rating. What did I give it before? Two. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Awesome. You can have an opinion about a movie without shitting on a director or this was this movie was just 50 50 for me. I mean, it was totally it had fair. a lot of good and it just had more bad for me. Everything's objective. This Makes was sense. definitely a personal film for me. Makes sense. Kyle. He's all right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really enjoyed this film. Um, I had a lot of fun. Uh, it was a excellent movie to drink coffee to in the morning in the wee hours uh i <laughs> think it sick. was a another french movie i'm glad i added to my list of films to watch thank you for recommending it Brennan. um i will be purchasing this okay I was, I was gonna ask i couldn't remember if you said if you were gonna buy oh, it or not yeah okay. and i'm going with dvd like even if they have oh, a blu-ray i'm getting oh, the dvd yeah. extreme on this one has to be yeah. this is a dvd purchase for sure yeah. yeah for sure but um yeah no i really liked it um Dare I say, <laughs> make it head myself more than martyrs. I don't know, but uh, I'm gonna give this a three and a half with a heart. Ooh, okay, yeah, let me just uh do my math real quick. Awesome, uh, like I said, this uh, this was a film that felt dangerous to me before going in, it's a, a film that. I wasn't allowed to watch as a child, and rightfully so. I'm glad my mother didn't let me watch this in 2007. So props to you, Mom. Uh, you're doing a good job. Uh, I 100%, I think all three of us need... This needs to be a film that all three of us own. Uh, and when we inevitably hang out, all three of us should watch it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved it. I loved it. This was... I thought it was... Uh, fantastic for this subgenre. So I'm going to give it a four with the heart, which brings the official rating to a 3.3 repeating, which bumps it up to a 3.5 with a heart. And I'm very happy about that. I think that that's, um, that's fitting. Right? Fitting. I mean, okay. I agree. I gave it a 3.5. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so all right. It is what it is. You know, take the L, dude. A lot, a lot of people <laughs> like this movie. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So uh, before we get into the world's favorite podcast game, we are going to take a quick commercial break. So please enjoy an ad from some of the other amazing shows that are on the Ruminations Radio Network. You've seen Twin Peaks all the way through, but all you have are spoiler-free discussions? At Blue Rose Task Force Podcast, no information is classified and nothing beats the listening sensation when production history collides with deep theory. Put the coffee on. All right, folks, welcome back to the greatest podcast game in the world. <gasps> What's in the box? Wait, so we've transitioned from the United States to the world. It is now official? Oh, yeah. yeah. Officially? We, we have listeners in over 10 countries. Okay. That's true. <sighs> okay. All right, fair enough. We are worldly. Men. Worldwide. We are worldwide, just like Pitbull, Mr. 305, Dolly. All right. So, uh, so for those of you who don't know, and if you don't know, why don't you know? But the rules of this game are simple. We use an app called Letterboxd, and it is uh, an app where like-minded cinephiles can go and rate movies that they watched on a zero out of five star scale. The app then aggregates the total scores to give you a score between zero and five. 
My co-host will have to guess first, based on the description alone, what the star rating of this film is between a uh, by a point three, uh, point three points. From there, we will go into round two, where they must guess the decade. And if they get the decade correct, they get the chance to guess the exact year for another bonus point. Fellas, these three movies have one specific thing in common. And if you can guess what it is, you get another point. Kyle, you had a question? Uh, more statement. Uh, just for the record, year to date, it's Kyle 4, Brendan 4, Ian still holds the lead at 5. All right. Are we ready for number one? Let's see whatever. <laughs> awesome. All right. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Felix and Martha, the two offsprings of legendary serial murderer the Skinner of Mons, grapple with their grotesque legacy bequeathed to them. While Martha works a menial janitorial job, Felix continues his father's reign of terror. But following a brutal attack at work, Martha quickly descends into madness, finding she must come to terms with the infamous blood that flows through their veins. And also, if you can guess what I rated the movie, I'll give you another point. So Felix, what's the other girl's name? Martha. Martha. Felix and Martha, super um, European names. This has to be a foreign film. Um, I'm going to go, this is probably a French film. Uh, Brendan, you rate every movie on Letterboxd like a, a nine four and a half. Yeah, nine out of ten, four and a half. Um, that is going to be my, my guess for the rating. Uh, I'm going to go three on going three. the letterbox rating. My guess before Ian even opened his dumb mouth was 3.2. 3.2. Are those the final answers? See, the final guess is yes. Ian gets one point. This film is at a 2.7. 2.7. Okay. Guess. Guess of the day. The decade. No, I'm <laughs> the decade. I haven't said that in a while. Okay. Um, this is clearly a newer film. Yeah, because Brennan doesn't read older no. films. <laughs> <laughs> so it's within the past um, three years. Probably. Maybe four. Probably. It's um, it's probably in the recent film circuit. He's been, yeah. He's been checking it's out. It's for sure two thousands or above. It's it's we're we're in three decades. We we can guess three decades. Clearly. Yeah. We're going to go into right now, and that guess is. I'm going to go with 2020s, dude. Can you give me the last sentence? It's too recent, but I'm going to go with 2020s. But following a brutal attack at work, Martha quickly descends into madness, finding she must come to terms with the infamous infamous blood that flows through her veins. Dude, that sounds like a fucking like vampire. Interesting. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. 2020s. Hurry up. In her veins. <laughs> Gonna go 2020s. Give you it to are me. both correct. Guess the year. I'll guess first since you shook your head that time. That time. Um, gonna go 2022. 2021. Boy, Ian's running away with this one. It is 2022's Megalomaniac by Kareem Olhaj. Kareem Eljou Jabbar um, or whatever his name was. Sorry. <laughs> yep. All right. Are we ready Hold for there. ready for number two? Let's see. Okay. Whatever. The lives of two families with nothing in common other than heavy emotional dysfunction randomly collide in spiral into a web of abduction, filth, terror, and death in this disturbing and unique knockout. That's a weird. That's a weird one. Mm, yeah. I'm gonna go three point five. I'm going to go. It seems lower, though, if I'm being honest. And usually when I say what I'm thinking, it's yeah. I'm usually right, and I still go against what I'm thinking anyway. Yeah, you do. And then, and then I'm wrong, and then I lose. <laughs> but I'm going to stick with 3.5. That was my initial guess. We got 3.1. Yeah, that's a good guess. Ian, what did you say? 3.1. Kyle, 3.5. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Ian gets two Classic points. Classic Kyle. <laughs> two points. <laughs> Let's go. Classic Kyle. Guess the decade. 2020s, baby. No, 2010s. I'm going 2010s. 2000s. J just so I could be different. 
you are both incorrect. It is 2021's Repulse. All right. Are we ready for the third and final? Yes. All right. A desperate choice leads Jack down a path that leaves him beaten and bruised as he struggles against man, nature, and his own insanity. Can you repeat the first four sentences? Four <laughs> words, please. A desperate choice leads. That's four. I'm going to go with 3.7. Well, I'm going high. Yeah. This does not seem like a 3.7 movie at all. <laughs> um, I'm going to do it anyway. Going 3.0. Kyle gets one point. It's a 3.5. Wow, okay. okay. I can't win, but I'm still in it. Uh, you, go, could still, um... you could still win if you get this. Wait, what's the score? If you get uh, this, and then you get the Ky- bonus question that he only gives you to... Ky- <laughs> Kyle, two, Ian, five. Yeah, there's no way I can win this. If you get um, the decade, the year, and the bonus point, I'll give it to you. See? Okay. <laughs> okay, but that's three. I, I mean, that's... Come on, that's like a Hail Mary kind of situation. Um, <laughs> so we're guessing the decade uh it's 2010s it does sound like a 2010s movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me go. Aughts. 2020 that's what i'm going with which one are you picking 2020s kyle you said the 10s mm-hmm. ah, i hate to say this Ian got the point. <laughs> so you don't even need to try and guess the year. Um, uh, let me guess. It, yeah, you can guess if you want. You want to guess? We're done. We're done. It is 2022's Beaten to Death. Um, just out of curiosity, uh, did, has anyone picked up on what the... Uh, the uh, Were these all connecting... filmed by the directors? Kyle, if you get this right, you get to win the entire game <laughs> for the year. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess. <laughs> I'm going to guess uh, they all starred uh, the antagonist. These films are all part of the new extremity movement that's been mm. coming out over the past couple Ooh. of years. Uh, these are films uh, mainly from Europe, but uh, Beaten to Death is from Australia. Um, so they're kind of all from all over, but there's this new um, extremity movement that's coming back that has kind of been fueled by these, uh, again, these more uh, 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 right-winged politicians um, making, yeah. How many towels are you going to pile on your door before you wash them? Oh, those are all clean. And you don't hang them like that? You hang <laughs> them like they're it's, it's the only, uh, it's the only like hook <laughs> that I have. Gotcha. Cool. Um, so I, I, I use one towel and then I put it right there in my dirty hamper. Gotcha. You definitely talked about these movies though before. I think you gave Megalomaniac or mm-hmm. Megalomaniac or whatever that one. You gave it a nine out of ten, right? I gave that a four. I gave Repulse a five, and I gave Beaten to Death a four. Um, okay so yeah check them out they're all they're all fucking great and i think megalomaniac is coming to Springbox. but anyway that one to my uh, watch list i think you would like megalomaniac kyle i think you would like repulse more Mm. okay ian you might like beaten to death well uh well brennan thank you for um recommending this film that we watched Uh, i had a lot of fun watching it hey i'm glad um but this has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum, the miscarriage of mm. the Ruminations Radio Network. That's, mm. There's no miscarriage in this. I don't know why I said that, but uh, I have been. Oh, if you like what we're doing here, uh, please make sure to give us a rating on whatever podcast uh, site tool you use, Spotify, Amazon podcasts uh apple podcasts we're everywhere right kyle that see whatever we're, we're like literally anywhere literally anywhere you can find a podcast we're there subscribe to all of them yeah make an account on all those websites and then subscribe to only us Please and then comment like start giving us good ratings as well 
And when you Please. go to when you go to sleep, play our podcast. You can put like the sound all the way down, but just let it cycle through each episode every single night. We already had a director of a certain movie that we covered that gave us a bad rating. So just, <laughs> yeah. if you could offset that, can that would be great. Uh, Noah's shark indeed. Um, He's not listening. But uh, if I was on that cast, I want to give it a good rating. For what, what it is, I mean, I'm probably would again like a two. Maybe like a one. Well, you don't want to shit talk directors. Apparently, that that that's uh that's the new Ian. Um, I like yeah. their other movies though. Yeah, like now movies. Ian's given everything like a fucking four and a five, and he doesn't shit talk directors now. I, so. And I'm I in my Kyle. That's like seventeen movies he gave a four and a five. It's I'm like okay, we get to Brendan. Yeah, and I'm turning into Kyle. So, yeah, Yeah, dude, welcome to the club, Brennan. Hell yeah, Uh, Ian's a bitch. You can uh, follow us on Twitter. That's of Red Rum. O F Red Rum. Uh, The O F does not stand for OnlyFans. Like we said earlier, join our Discord. Um, It's fun over there. We got a couple new people over the past few days, so join, say hi. Uh, You can find the link to our Discord in our Twitter bio. So you got to be to Twitter anyway. So just hit the follow button while you're there. That being said, I've been your host. Brendan, Mr. Mr. Bombastic. Uh, that's not my name. Uh, also with us is the spooky one, the scary one, the Krispy Kramer, Ian. The Krispy Kramer. Um, isn't it crazy how Michael just doesn't watch foreign films? And like this is his only form of reviewing those films or like, you know. That's what we're here for. We're here yeah. to bring culture to racist, <laughs> homophobic, <laughs> Alaska, like wife-beating people. Like that's what we do. You know. Yeah. What God a, bless what his a, heart. What a claim to fame. Be a better person. Alaska. Be a better person, dude. <laughs> and also, as always, the slick black Cadillac, the man that wears the snapback. He writes with the number two, and he's number one in all of our hearts. It's Kyle, with a K. The moment the credits rolled on this film, I instantly thought that I was, I was like, I, I expect a very good Mr. Fantastic reach from this film. And I didn't really get it. So I'm a little disappointed. But that being said, stay spooky. Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, hell rap, motherfucker, space. And you said stay spooky. So don't get